Good morning to you. And now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with Fernando Cheng, the Labour Party legislator representing the social welfare functional constituency. The following program is a personal view program. Dear Poi Lam, I'm writing with great sorrow and a heavy heart. People I admire greatly have been sent to jail just days ago. The Occupy Central Trio, the Reverend Ju, Law Professor Benny Tai, and Sociology Professor Chen Kin Man have been found guilty of conspiracy to cause public nuisance. Tai and Chen were also convicted of inciting others to commit public nuisance. Sixteen months imprisonment is a very heavy punishment, especially for these leaders who have devoted their lives in pursuing a just and democratic society using peaceful means. Eight months of imprisonment will render my electrical colleague, Siu Gajun, unable to stand for election for the next five years. Whether his seat in the Legislative Council can be kept is still unclear. My other colleague, Tanya Chen, has her sentencing deferred because of a life-threatening tumor, which is larger than a ping-pong ball found in her brain. She needs to undergo major surgery immediately. As if these tragedies were not hurtful enough, a pro-establishment legislator, Ho Chun Yin, ridiculed Tanya by posting on his Facebook when it comes to paying the price, you Democrats will suddenly become terminally ill. You can have it all. Other pro-establishment legislators complained that the sentencing was not severe enough. Priscilla Leung, for example, said she was afraid that such lenient sentencing might send a wrong message to the public, that young people can follow suit and gain their political clout by going to jail just for a few months. Another legislator, Elizabeth Quat, said they are seriously considering lodging a motion to unseat Xiu. On top of all this, Xiu and Tai are also at risk of losing their teaching positions at their universities. All of these are part of the retaliation instigated by the governing regime after the Umbrella Movement. Indeed, the pro-establishment camp's specialty is to rub salt in a wound. Just what exactly are the Umbrella Movement leaders guilty of? Their sin is to conspire to incite or to incite others to incite acts which caused public nuisance. They are guilty of a crime not because of their own actions. They are guilty of their thoughts and their speeches, which have incited others to cause public nuisance, albeit they have always pledged to use loving and peaceful means. 79 days of occupying major roads in Admiralty is certainly a public nuisance. But that wasn't their idea at all. Their original plan was to recruit 10,000 volunteers to sit down in Central over a weekend with two public holidays for a maximum of five days. In fact, they have recruited far fewer volunteers and the actual occupation occurred in a different time and a different place than their plans. What happened on September 28th, five years ago, was a complete accident. 
It was caused by the mishandling of the crowd by the police as they tried to stop thousands of citizens rushing to the civic square to protect the students surrounded by the police. 87 tear gas rounds were fired at unarmed and peaceful citizens that night. The crowd was rightfully enraged, but instead of cowering and responding in fear, they were further motivated to stay out on the streets with only umbrellas for protection. In his judgment, Judge Johnny Chan said that it is naive to suggest that a concession to introduce the form of universal suffrage advocated by the trio could be made by the government overnight with a click of fingers. Well, perhaps they were naive, but naivety is not a crime. What is more naive than believing in the one country, two systems? asked Chen Kin Man. In fact, universal suffrage was promised to the Hong Kong people in the basic law. All the trio has done was to inspire hope that through a collective, peaceful and selfless civil disobedient action, the government may give us what they promised in the first place. Isn't Chong, one of the nine found guilty in the trial and a student leader during the movement, said before his verdict, I have nothing to plead. The person being prosecuted is everyone who has participated in the umbrella movement and everyone who cherishes Hong Kong. I certainly agree. The police has arrested more than 1,000 people in the umbrella movement. I was arrested three times. None of these democracy movement leaders should go to jail for the crime they are accused of. They would have pleaded guilty to offenses such as unauthorized assembly or resisting a police officer. They were ready to accept the punishment of such offenses. But to charge them with such vague and outdated offenses in order to impose a much heavier punishment is clearly a political persecution. With their sentencing, Hong Kong's civilization and the rule of law is further deteriorating. Freedom of speech is further threatened. And there are more threats to come. The government has introduced an amendment to the extradition law that would allow mainland authorities to ask the Hong Kong chief executive to surrender a fugitive without the need for pre-existing bilateral agreements. The current law provides a firewall that protects us due to the lack of a fair and open judicial system in the mainland. If the government's bill is passed, Mainland authorities can basically extradite anyone in Hong Kong as long as they can present prima facie evidence of offenses committed by the person. This will enable China to capture political leaders of opposing views, journalists, academics, business persons, or practically anyone they see as a threat. The day before the Umbrella Movement sentencing, the husband of the Secretary for Justice was fined $20,000 for illegal structures in his properties. The houses in question are actually connected together. One belongs to the husband, the other the Secretary for Justice. Yet, 
the Department of Justice decided to only prosecute the husband and pressed no charges against the justice chief. It looks like our rule of law is sinking so quickly that we will be on par with the mainland very soon. By then, it would make no difference if the extradition law is amended or not. Hong Kong will become only a mainland city in the Greater Bay Area, and the one country, two systems, promised in the Basic Law, will forever remain a dream for the naive. Yours truly, Fernando.